Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market working for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to show you hustle can be healthy when you have the humility to do it your way. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. So hi, uh, podcast people. This is episode four. We are interviewing our first guest, and we are really super excited about that. But we are in a bustling office space. Yeah, there may be some noise, and I'm going to let Alyssa introduce who we're talking to. So we are interviewing Matt Hughes. He is the president of the Greater Baton Rouge Association of Realtors. I totally forgot that. We've got the president. We have the president of the association. We started at the top. We've got nowhere to go but down. I know, right? We should have gotten someone like the president. So many better options. (laughs) (laughs) And like she said, we're in Matt's office. So it's a busy day here, hustle and bustle. So the sound may not be as perfect as we would like but that's okay with us we're just going to go with the flow that's right um so matt has had a lot of experience in a lot of different areas in real estate and so i'm excited to even dive more into it because i don't even know a lot of this stuff about you okay and we've been friends for a while so i'm excited Mm -hmm. um so why don't you tell us how long you've been in the business what did you do before real estate and what do you do right now okay um I've been in the business for 13 years, and uh, when I I was 17 years old, I knew this is what I wanted to do. Wow. Um, And my dad's family has been in the real estate business since the early 80s, Um, and so I grew up in the commercial leasing space, residential leasing space, um, going to my grandfather's office, so I knew that I wanted to do this in some way, form or fashion. So... Fast forward, my dad was like 17 years old, 18 years old. I would say you're too young. And so graduated from high school, went out into the world, worked a couple of uh, different places, tried college. That was not for me. And then uh, I went to work for my dad in the furniture business, and we were there for a couple of years. And then uh, we closed the store, and I traveled the country uh, with a company that closed furniture stores, and they needed salespeople. So... 21 years old. That's kind of ironic. Yeah, 21 years old, traveled, and uh, lived in Maine, New York, Cape Cod, a a handful of other places, but uh, came home with some money. I was like, man, I'm ready to get in, so I got into real estate from there. Uh, My first opportunity was working with Kayla Johnson as her buyer's agent. Kayla is a a strong agent in the Baton Rouge metro area, does a lot of business here in Livingston Parish, Um, and really learned a lot from her. Um, on, on the how to put deals together, um, she's she's one of a kind agent, and so I, I uh, truly loved my 
growth with her and learn in the business. From and she's her. like the first person that when you became a licensed realtor, mm -hmm. that's who you were with. That's who I was with. Um, and that was in 2006. I worked there from 2006 to 2008. Okay. Um, 2008 is kind of when the, the bubble burst here in Baton, the Baton Rouge metro area. And uh, sale, I didn't have my name established because I was a buyer's agent um, at the time. And uh, so I answered a newspaper ad um, to go and work for Rental Summer and Scrubs, which is a, was a ma main major property management company. And mm -hmm. so they, I was able to work the property management business and learn that aspect of property management. And uh, I worked there, we did that um, for a number of years. Um, and then I became partner in that business. Um, and then uh, we were, we, and that's when I got back into sales. So I had a management business and sales business. Grew that um, and had a lot of fun doing that. Learned the management business as, as crazy as it is, or, uh, truly. It's one of my passions of the real estate business. Yeah, because uh, you still do that. I do, I do. Um, I have a quick question. Okay. So when you decided you got your real estate license, what yeah. made you join a team versus just go in and trying it on your own at first? I, I wanted to get in and learn the business and yeah. learn uh, in, in a tactical way of going, hey, I need to go work. She, she, worked, she works a lot of new construction, so I lived in – uh, new construction world uh, and waited waited for people to come in and show them all the houses that we had. Um, the reason the reason I wanted that is because I wanted to learn from a top agent and then I wanted uh, I wanted to to find out how to do it. To mm -hmm. me, that was the easiest way to yeah. jump into the business and start going. Was it hard to leave that? Mm -hmm. Difficult. Yeah. yeah, it was it was one of the toughest toughest things to to leave that her business and that the thing that made it a little bit easier was the economy was down and uh the 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 bit the, the, the face of the business had changed right so is that why you left mm -hmm. yeah yeah because I, I at that time uh the new construction everyone that was in new construction quit putting a lot of doors on the ground right. at that time and so we were everyone was trying to make it work yeah mm -hmm. uh so yeah but that's that's why I moved in that direction. And the property management came about because of a newspaper ad. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> my wife actually sent my resume to the guy, Bruce McMurray. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we were looking. I had to find something. I wanted to keep my real estate license. Business was slow. I was in my early, early or late 20s, um, but it was. I needed to do something to keep it, keep it moving. How long had you and your wife been married at this point? We actually had been married. We got married in two thousand eight, so we were we were we we were newlyweds. Newlyweds, yeah, like mm -hmm. brand new. So when you started, y'all weren't even married. Correct. Yeah, you started we in two thousand six. Mm -hmm. Did you feel pressure when the market went down oh, and y'all were like newlyweds? Yeah. <laughs> I just built my first house wow. and moved into it, uh, and she she would gra had graduated from college and. We were, we got married and things were crazy. Yeah, yeah. Was she working at that time? Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. So you did property management. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just a whole that could be a that could be a five series episode yeah. on property management. Yeah. So we managed um, about two hundred and thirty doors, and we had forty homeowners associations wow. that we managed. Uh, it was a full time 
full-time deal and we were running and gunning. Um, Out of curiosity, what do you feel like the work-life balance is in the property management to the sales side of things? Was it way harder in the property management side or was that easier because you had normal, more normal business hours? Yeah, uh, property management kind of gives you that. So you, you're you're working on the five, the lease basically says we don't, we will, in, in case of emergency, call this number. But when you leave at five, you leave at five, we're in the real estate world, you can be working until nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. Every night. Every night. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, you left the property management world Mm -hmm. to go back to sales well yeah I did both um I, 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 I love sales as well I putting deals together I love mm -hmm. um representing my clients yeah. and uh getting them where they want to go so I know that you have been through like teams you've had mm -hmm. different positions at yeah. the company so yeah. once you got out of the property management what was the first thing you went and did well I was um Keller Williams Realty Premier Partners um, brought me in as their team leader and CEO. So the office you're in now, I was the team leader and ran the office wow. uh, for two and a half or so years. Okay. And were you selling at all during mm -hmm. that time? You yeah. were not competing? Non-compete. Uh, helping, helping the agents grow their business. and. Um, so you kind of played the role of a coach. Correct, yeah. Okay. Very interesting. And then you decided to do what? <sighs> After two then, years of that, so two two and a half years of that, I was ready. I was ready to uh, jump back into the. I missed my, missed the business. I missed putting deals together. Um, I, left, I missed. I just missed the day to day mm -hmm. awesomeness of this business. So jump back in. Uh, last in 2018, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. um, April 2018, I jumped back into the business. Um, I've been. Blessed to jump back in and have some of my clients w working and putting deals together again. Did you start back solo? Mm -hmm. Yeah, solo with uh, two admins. I had uh, a transaction coordinator that was virtual, and then I had a part-time assistant in the office. Do you feel like you wanted to get back into it income-wise? Like, was the position you were in salary, so you knew that... That was your income no matter what, or was it income-driven at all, or you yeah, just missed of, the... of course it was. I mean, uh, salary and consistency was always nice, but the thing that got me into real estate was the the exponential growth that you can have as much as you, as hard as you work or hustle, yeah. um, you're you're there and you, you have the opportunity to make as much money as you want to. Yeah. It's funny because sometimes I ask realtors, if you weren't a realtor, who would be your realtor? Oh, really? Yes. And I have said Matt before. Oh, I oh. love it. Because. That's crazy. That's really I think, nice. I think it's because our job can get really stressful. And anytime I talk to Matt, it just, we just have a way of like laughing it off and not taking each other so seriously. We are not emergency room doctors. No one's going to die on the job. Yeah, like, it's just a he's a really good person to talk to to get your perspective, like, right. back under control. Do you bring that to your deals? Are you pretty easygoing? It, it, it just, I try to, absolutely. I, I, the, 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 the goal is to make sure that the clients feel like this is a process and, and we build the systems around that to where they feel comfortable, they understand what's going on. And they're not surprised um, at the turn of right. right or a turn of left. Yes, right. Where is your team 
now? Is it still just you and the two admins? Or? No, I have, uh, so I have, uh, it's me, I have two, two admins, Kelsey and Austin. Um, Austin kind of works on the growth side of the team, so I can stay focused in the, the listing business and putting deals together business, because as I was team leader, I saw agents that wanted to grow a team, they wanted to grow, but it's really hard to do both. And so yeah. uh, Austin came into my life when I was a team leader and uh, we clicked like that, kind of had the same vision. Um, and uh, he helps me grow the team. Kelsey is our admin. She goes through the ringer every single day. She takes care of contract to close, marketing, everything. She's awesome. And then we have one buyer's agent we're looking to grow from there. Yeah. Or not buyer's agent. Let me rephrase that. Um, it's looked at as buyers. My agents on our team can do both sides of the deal. I want. I, want, I don't want okay. them to be in this box. I want to help them grow, see leverage on the listing side and on the buyer side. I have a question about that. When I started, it was 2005, so pretty close to when mm -hmm. you did. And the team structure then was more traditional with the rainmaker listing agent, and then if there were team, there were buyers agents. But I find now a lot of teams don't use that system anymore. They put. Just agents maybe in a team setting, but they could list or, or do buyers or whatever. What what do you think is, I guess, the reason for that, like the shift in that, or well, how is it beneficial? I think it's however the, however the, the lead agent likes it or sees the vision of it. For my case in particular, <coughs> um, I... Uh, the MREA is very is the book that we all follow. So MREA has the the, the, the model structured and follow it. The what does that stand for? Millionaire real estate. Agent. I read it when I started. Yeah, it's and so uh, we all we all follow it. Everyone, mm -hmm. I think if anybody's getting in real estate, it's a great book. If you're a business person, it's a great it's a good book. book. Yeah. Um, but uh, and so it, for me personally, uh, it was, it was I wanted to grow this way. It's not a it, it, it's not a model because it has not defined, it has not had a defined success yet okay. um, in, in that. But for me, uh, to grow people in the business and mentor them and to motivate them, I don't want to go, hey, I just want you to represent buyers. Right. Mm -hmm. I, just want, I, I just want you to represent sellers because that's not who this business is. Right. But how long do you, so then that vision, you're mentoring them out of your team. You're mm -hmm. not expecting them to stay forever. No, not necessarily. But, I, like, I, what is the time frame you feel like where you'd be like, I'm okay with letting you go? What's the incentive to stay? The value that we bring uh, every single day. We're, we're together, we're growing together, we're building this thing together. Yeah. This is not the Matt Hughes show. This is right. uh, our team is who we are. Mm -hmm. And the, the more we have buy-in for that is, is from our agents and from our people is, is the value. And so we want to continue that growth. So we've got to stay ahead of that and be building what's next. What do we do next mm -hmm. for them, for, for our growth? And it's funny because, so the first episode, I talked a lot about how once my success started getting published, I started getting all these calls from other agents, mostly new agents, mostly on teams, but there were some solo agents. That's how I met Katie. Um, she called me to go get coffee. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you listened to our first episode? Oh, you <laughs> We're honored. We're right. honored. For sure. Um, but anyways, you, <coughs> you were actually the team leader where your only job was to be available to people that needed to come in your office that needed to brainstorm 
it, it was your job to do that. Where mm-hmm. I was trying to like squeeze it in on coffee dates mm-hmm. between working and stuff. But what do you feel like was the number one struggle? Do you feel like people were struggling with their own mindset? Do you think that people were trying to force real estate to work for them, but maybe it wasn't their thing? Were they, what, what do you think the main problem that you saw was? Well, I think it, the main problem was most people getting into this business, they get into business for two things. I want to get into business because I want to make as much money as possible. I want to get into business because I want to own my own schedule. I want to do what I want to do. I want to be with my kids. I want to do this. Yeah, and it's really, it's too. really hard right. to do to have both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the biggest struggle is the work-life balance for most agents that want to make money, but then I want to be over here too. You, you can't just like just like any job. If you don't go to your job consistently and do the work, you're not going to be employed. Right. It's the same thing. We're just employed by our clients. Right. Do you feel like that is what? Because teams are very popular. They're trending. Agents are getting licensed and starting teams day one almost. Mm-hmm. Um, we, Katie and I are two solo agents, so we struggle with understanding that. But do you think that's why people are rushing into that to forming a team? Because they want to have work-life balance and stay at home? I, I uh, not on my team. No. Like, we're structured. We're in here hustling every single day, five right. days a week. There's there's a set structure that we have. We follow we follow guidelines and policies and uh, and because we know if you treat it like a business, it'll be paid like a business, whether you're the rainmaker or you're an agent on a team. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have seen the trend of people becoming the head of a team really early versus year six or seven? I I, I haven't seen it, but that – that doesn't mean it's not out there. I'm not necess- I'm not in the business of paying attention to that anymore. Right, that's um, very but, true about that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so focused on what we're doing and where we're going that really um, I don't pay attention to very much anymore. And it's funny because episode two was on the culture of the real estate industry, and I don't think Matt would have much to contribute to that because he doesn't know. He's a well. That's well, interesting. <laughs> also know, being the president, I know, I know, I know, I know, so, I know some. He does. I, he knows some of it. But but I, I, I'm not in the. I'm not in the trenches of it. I'm not. I'm not right. paying attention to office culture. I did that for two and a half years, and I, right. I can I can assure you that that It'll drain you. It, it was it was an unforgiving, torturous day in day <laughs> out piece of it because you you sit there and you have a coaching session with somebody for two and a half hours and they oh, they won't roll out and don't do anything you talk about oh, and then they come back the next the next week and you're like. And that wears you down. Yeah, yeah. You're like you take you're you're taking my energy, but not giving anything right? back. And so that only lasts so long. That's right. kind of how the coffee dates ended, sort of, because yeah. I was just like, I'm exhausted. Like at first they were motivating, and if I hadn't had one in a while, and it depends on the person, they weren't all that way. But you're right. That's kind of what happens. People want to come, get motivated and fed, and talk to someone positive and uplifting. But they're not always going to change. Right. In order to refuel you as a mentor, you'd like to see some success or at least feel like you're being heard. Mm-hmm. True success is the, the speed of implementation. So if you come get something, and I would get energy or give, or I would receive the energy if you saw that implementation happen. Mm-hmm. But in most cases, people get in the business for two things, to make money and to have as much time. Mm-hmm. And you, they, they lose the, the gap there. Right. Okay, I want to ask, what does hustle look like to you? Do you think hustle is a bad word? Is no, it good or bad? That's one of my favorite words. Okay. okay. Um, 
I say day in day out, no one outworks me, no one out hustles me. Um, when I was when I was growing up to go into eighteen days of college, when my when I quit college, <laughs> eighteen days eighteen in? days in on yeah. the nineteenth day there was a test. I'm like, I'm not coming mm. back. Um, my dad said, <laughs> my, for me. And my dad my dad said, you will you're taking a path of of working and not working anybody there. Um, the doors to college is only going to open. Mm-hmm. You, you're taking the path of kicking them through. So mm-hmm. everyday hustle and grind, I need the structure. I, I feel out of place if, I, if I'm not here in my routine on a daily basis and putting the work in. Katie, I think that him not going to college on the 19th day because there was a test <laughs> is a perfect time for you to share. <laughs> Your college story real quick. Okay, y'all, this is super vulnerable for me because it's not something I normally just put out there to anyone. Alyssa knows because we're close. Uh, I I went to school for English. Quite honestly, I was like, you know, in the top 10 of my class at St. Joseph's. I worked hard, 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 hours and hours of homework in high school. When I was done, I was burnt out. I was done. When I was done, I was done. So I was going to LSU, full scholarship for academics, but... I wanted to do interior design, which totally plays into the staging love I have. But it was a five-year program, and I just, the thought of that was like, no way, I can't do it. I can't do five more years of school. So I went into English, which I also love, but I had no intentions of being a teacher. So I had no real plan other than they're, they're letting me go to college for free, so I'll just go. But I don't have anything in place after that. So on my last, and I worked full-time my entire college career, 40 hours, um, I would, you know, make it to class. Sometimes I wouldn't make it to class just because I was working so I could pay for my bills. Well, my last semester, I got my first F of my entire schooling. Like Your my last entire, semester? My last semester. Like, I had graduation invitations already printed. And I got an F, and I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> Well, I mean, I wasn't going to do anything with my degree anyway, and I signed up for, and I was moving away. I moved to Colorado after college, and I, um, I signed up for a correspondence course because I could retake, I mean, I could take something. It was an elective. I could take anything. I failed an elective my last semester of college, and I, I got the correspondence course, but I just never did it, and so I never, I never got my degree. Three hours short, and then I went into retail management, which we talked about in a previous episode, and I... That wasn't going to be it, and then I ended up in real estate. It's funny because there was this quote about, um, it was a money quote, and about sales and spending money, and it's not a good sale if you don't need it. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, you think you got a good deal because it was on sale, but you don't need this, now you just have more crap. Not saying college is crap, but you knew. <laughs> it wasn't for, it didn't make you sense didn't need it. Even though it was a short three hours yeah. left, you knew you didn't need it. The fact that I didn't finish would blow most people's minds because they don't understand. When you went through all those years, it, I didn't need it on day one. And if the environment was the way it is today, when I started college in 1995, I probably wouldn't have gone at all. Right. Or at least taken a gap year or like got my stuff together before I tried to do, maybe I would go into design and maybe I would do the five years, but I was just, I was over it. So interesting. Yeah, my, my high school for the last couple of years invites you invites me to career day to come talk to pe- to the seniors about what's next for them and what what's going on. My first reaction was, "Are you sure you want me to come talk <laughs> right, to them?" Right, like, I'm, like, I'm going to tell them the truth because yeah. I 
I, I believe that college is for some people and and for and for the good of, of some folks. But at the end of the day, it's not it's it's not the next step. It doesn't have to be the next step. And I think that young young people go into college and they go get into debt to go yeah, get a yeah. job that, that will take them the rest of their life to pay off their debt. And for sure. And it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way about real estate in a sense? Like real estate's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's why we looked up the NAR statistic that 13% of realtors make it to year five. So that's a really, you know, significant number. And I think a lot of it is people rush in maybe without doing their homework or it, it's just not for everybody. I think that I, I, I agree with you. I think that the aspect of a realtor is not for everybody, but my, the vision for the team is there's a different seat and a different seat on the bus throughout this process that might fit you better than being a listing agent or a buyer's agent, or there's so many different roles that we can, if you, if you have the passion for real estate and you're wanting it for the right reasons, there's a seat. And that's one of the things I love about the team is, uh, it might not, the, the seed of an agent might not fit for you. Right. But the, being my growth coordinator for Austin, he's a licensed agent and he loves the business, but wants to empower people to come in, into our world. And so being, and seeing that and being able to pivot and bring them in there mm-hmm. rather than go, hey, I want you to, I want you to meet as many listing, or list, get as many listings or buyers as you possibly can. That's not how he works. Right. It's so, this is why I love interviewing people because our brain is so different and I have a hard time even understanding like I get scared and nervous about thinking of team and whatnot you know that we've had several conversations (laughs) about it um it's funny because I recently in, in November so it's not quite a year yet had a new agent in our office that has been helping me right and I just say she's been helping me and he's like you got an assistant. I'm like, not really. She's not really an assistant. She, okay, okay, I got an assistant, but don't tell anybody. Right. Because I don't want people to The start people that going. work for us to have to look like her, so if you're putting a sign out, people people can't think go. it's me. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh. It's funny because he said, you got, my assistant, ironically, looks like me. Right. We have dark hair. She's your body double. She's my body double. And I, I joked and told Matt, I got her. So that way, when yeah. people see her putting out a sign, they're like, look at Alyssa, still putting out her own sign. Stop. He was like, I'm going to find her, and I'm going to snap pictures, and I'm going to post it on social media. People are going to know now. People are going to know. I know. Well, that's, that's, it's, that's the first step. I'm really proud of her right now. Hi, I'm see, Alyssa. I have an assistant. I'm Alyssa. I have an assistant. Yeah, and now, and, now you and, can be like, that's why she's successful. And, it's not because of her. Oh, man. You're still an <laughs> Uh, the uh, the, the first thing I did in April of 18 uh, when I got back in, I went and got a bunch of listings. And I was doing my first listing input, and I was like, oh, God. This time. I hadn't done this in six years. Because before I was team leader, I had, we, I had um, folks helping us. Um, and so that was the first thing I did was, like, we got to have somebody. Like, if I'm spending two hours putting a listing together, oh, no. i got to go. <laughs> it's not a good use of your time. Yeah, i got to go. You don't have good typing fingers either, you know? No, and so I'm when, impatient. So when you say, I'm going to become, I'm going to get back into real estate as a solo agent for now, and I'm going to go get a bunch of listings. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, how do you just go get a bunch of listings? What'd you do? What'd that look like in the beginning? It was calling. It was calling my sphere of influence and yes. apologizing for not being in your life the last two years. Oh, okay. Wow, that's was, so humbling. It was. Oh, but my first lunch, I dropped the ball on one of my best friends buying a commercial property for his business. Because and my you first were a call, leader. Well, yeah. Well, I was just there were so many other things going, and I'll be like, yeah, I'll get, I'll, I'll go over and take care of it, and then, uh, and get back with you, and then. The world would happen, and that mm -hmm. and that team would roll, and it was just so you couldn't have both. Yes. And so uh, I called him like, "Hey, I want to take you to lunch." We went to lunch, and uh, told him that I apologize for dropping the ball on the on the property for the business, and I'm, I'll do anything to help him. He's like, "Funny you, funny you say that." We're about to have our third baby, and we're we're not going to go to private school, and um, I need to move, so. My first, one of my first transactions back in the business was selling him a, almost a million dollar house, listing his house. Wow. He introduced me to his brother who bought a piece of land in Mallory Lakes. And then I sold his brother's mother a house when she moved here. Like that was, and so now, and so I, as I talk to people and go, if you just have conversations with the people that you love, that know you and love you, oh they want to feel your success too. Right. And sometimes it is taking one on the chin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the first That's to the say humble it. I mean, I feel like that what you just, you just gave the perfect visual of hustle humbly. Mm -hmm. You not only were going to humble yourself, apologize, take ownership of, you know, being absent, but also to say, I'm here now mm -hmm. and no one's going to outwork me. And then you earned it. You earned it back because you know, if you would have, done a crappy job listing and selling his house, he wouldn't have given you more referrals. It would have ended there. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, pretty, pretty, it, it, it was. And so, and that was just the, the, the building of, the, that's how the momentum started. And then uh, going from zero listings, now we're, we're hold, we're, we stay in a hold of 25 to 30. Wow. That's perfect. And you do, I know, just because whoever does your social media does a good job. Kelsey. Kelsey, <laughs> good job. I know Matt doesn't do a good job because I've seen his Facebook yeah. um, friend request box. We have to purge every couple we of years. We have to purge every couple of years. Wow. Where were we last time? D.C.? Yeah. We grabbed a margarita. Yeah. And we opened our laptops. Oh, wow. And we purged our friend request list. <laughs> Yeah, I'm um, not good at that. If I hadn't responded to you, I'd apologize. <laughs> I'll get Kelsey on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a bunch in there now. So from your social media, I know that you do a good bit of land. A lot of land and transactions. Which is, I think, a great niche because yeah. I don't think, whenever I have a land question, I call Matt, especially if it's in Livingston <laughs> Parish. Why do you love land and are you selling things that are not listed? What is going on there? Oh. Uh, it just depends. Most of the time, I'm listing them. Okay, um, taking a listing. Uh, so we're we're we just did a resub. Uh, we bought a piece. Of, I found a piece of land. I, I brought it to my buyer. We did a resub on it. We cut one track of land into five lots. Oh. Um, moved some utilities. Spent some money cool. on it. And then uh, and I'm doing the same thing on a, another piece. We're subdividing four acres and making acre tracks. And then we're about to list a big track of land that we'll hopefully be able to. Uh, put together some infrastructure and uh, sell it to one of the big builders. Okay, so this sounds like development. Are you are you uh, going in that direction? Yeah. Or you like to just 
have your hand I would in that love, little. I would love to be. I would, the vision for my team is to grow my grow a brokerage within Keller Williams and grow a brokerage within our office. And so I would love for my job on the team to be the commercial and land guy. Um, Which, and then have a resident, my residential division, have my property management okay. division. So one thing that my brain has trouble understanding, if that's the goal, why would you, why wouldn't you just be your own broker? Like what's keeping people under a brokerage umbrella if yeah. you are in fact going to be Matt Hughes Realty? <laughs> uh, the the cool thing that I, the thing I, I love about Keller um, and 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 my and for me is the systems and the tools that we that are here in our office right. and then the the pieces that they're putting together in Austin for our agents is, yeah. is pretty impactful. Um, the the structure in which they let you build they they're more entrepreneurial driven than yeah. than they are realtor driven which it is the same thing but being able to build a business within a business and leverage some of those pieces of having to cut checks to agents and different mm -hmm. things like right. that mm -hmm. um, not that that's a huge huge deal uh, uh, the referral basis being a part of a large and you, you guys do it as well like having being able to teach a class and mm -hmm. home on yeah. the next day you have two listing referrals it's a big piece and yeah. so being an independent or being an independent doesn't, you have to find that some that other network mm -hmm. of a company. Mm -hmm. It is pretty neat that all three of us are with different companies. Yes. Because yeah. cultures are different everywhere. Yeah. And I'm even in a different, because Remax is a franchise just the way Keller Williams is. It, even every office is different. My office has less than 20 agents. Mm -hmm. The Remax across town has probably over 200. I mean, it's a totally different culture in every office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. I want to hear about being president okay. and what you enjoy <laughs> about that, what you've taken away from that, why you even did that. I just oh, want to hear God. more about it. You can't say no. I am. My word for 2020 is going to be no. Oh, um, okay. But, Good thing we got him on the podcast this year. That's uh, right. Yes. I'm kidding. I, I'm a high eye personality. I want, I want to make people happy. It's just part of, to a fault. Okay. Um, when I started the board um, leadership. I was team leader of the office at the time. Um, I wanted to get involved and so uh, it was kind of a win-win a there and so coming into my first meeting um, at the board of directors at the board of directors I was voted in as secretary treasurer so I went directly into leadership okay. not served on a whole lot of committees okay. just wanted to get involved and, uh, and started there and then that's when I realized like hey man we we, we have to we have to fix this and mm -hmm. we have to get we, we need to go grow the next leader we need to bring the next group of leaders up mm -hmm. um, and that's so that's kind of been my push coming through the leadership so my second year I, I went into the meeting and was voted in as president-elect served in that term and then this year's my presidential year uh, it's it is an experience I think that, and anybody that asked me I'm like it's a it is a lot. It's yeah. definitely harder to balance it now being in, in business day to day tactical. Yeah. Um, it's not it's not one of those things that you can't do it. You any anyone if any if I can do it, anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. Um it is you're 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 giving back to your industry, you're on a local level, you're helping uh 
build that 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 local organization. There's some there's a bunch of meetings. There's things you have to follow. Mm-hmm. It's all, but it's it's been a blessing, um, and I wouldn't change it. I'm I'm glad I was able to be in that position. Yeah. Can you believe you're almost done with it? Um. Yes. You're, yes. You're, you've you put your time in, and you're ready for mm-hmm. the next thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. It is cool. You do it all the time, Alyssa. You 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 like to stay on that board. Um, I've served on the board. Gosh, I don't know if it's been four years or five years, and several committees. And it's funny because I don't even know if Matt quite realizes this, but I was sort of in line to do secretary treasurer that year. And you didn't stand. And up. I said no. And <laughs> that word he doesn't know. And I did it because I was pregnant. Right. And I was, and I, I know because I've served on the board for so long that. If you are good at what you do, it naturally progresses from secretary treasurer to vice president mm-hmm. to president. And I saw I saw that as not that, but I saw it as newborn, one year old, two year old, and, and years long commitment. Years long. So yeah. then I was like, well, why do I have to do this in my twenties? Right. Why don't I do this in my forties? Right. <laughs> right. And then they were like. You know, what about Matt Hughes? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I have loved watching it because there, you know, sometimes you get asked, not even in board situations, but you get asked to do things right. that you don't have time for. Mm-hmm. And you say yes, but you check out and you don't do it properly. Right. And I just don't think Matt's capable of doing that. If he's, do it if all he's the in, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Uh, it's a tough life. Yeah. Um, so, like, one thing that I wanted to ask you, going back to what we were discussing, you know, we all kind of know those agents that every year switch companies and are like, oh, I'm with this company now. Oh, I'm with this company. Like, that sometimes people, you know, say, well, I wasn't doing so good because of where I was at or whatnot. I like that you've had you've had some consistency, but your roles have been so different. Mm-hmm. So, did you get any like flack for that for changing roles, or you didn't care? I know because you don't you don't care. He what, doesn't hear it. You don't care what yeah. people think at all. In some aspects, yes, but other others no. In that and that piece of it, I, the anytime I changed brokerages. The decision or the, the base of the decision had to be bigger than me. Right. And it had to be for the betterment of whoever was around me. And I I, I don't, I think switching companies because you're not producing, di- producing or doing is not a business decision. You're, you're trying to find an excuse yeah. for a result you're not getting. Right. Right. And it all, and, and, and when I, I teach a class at the office um, over the last couple of years, and we, we talk about time management, we talk about different things. And at, at the end of the day, if you're not getting a check, you need to talk to your employer and your employer <laughs> is yourself. Right. Right. I think Connie, my broker, says if you haven't been paid in six months, you're unemployed. Ooh. Oh, fair. <laughs> you are unemployed. Right. So don't kid yourself. Yeah. And And what we discussed in the culture episode was that people are more about perspective the um, perception mm-hmm. of success than actually being successful sometimes. They they may not have even realized that the income isn't there because they're 
out there portraying it as as it's happening. Mm -hmm. But but maybe at the end of the day, it's not always that way. Mm -hmm. Success is different from everybody. Yeah. Um, and uh, you have to live with how you want success. I love it. It's good. This was awesome. Very good. I feel like that was a really nice way to like end it too. End it. Everyone's success is different for them. Yes. And that's what the mission of our podcast is. And I think it's so cool, your story. I mean, yes. the hustle humbly. It's just perfect. Very good. So we like to end every episode by toasting to somebody. I'll be toasting alone because I'm the only one with a beverage here, just for the record. Yes. Podcasters, yes. We, we slack today. But we like to toast someone that, you know, is out there hustling, a humble person. Maybe they need to pick me up. Maybe we're celebrating their success. So as our guest today, we would like to know who you would like to toast to. Oh, man. Uh, there's so many because I, I, I have so many good relationships with them. So, but I'm going to be selfish a little bit. I'm going to toast to my agent, Elisa Bankston. She is in here day in, day out, hustling um, and grinding every single day. Um, and she's been a part of the team for a number of months now. And it's the momentum is building and you feel it, you can see it and you see it in her eyes. And I love, that's what drives me. That's awesome. What's her primary goal? Like what's her job on your team rather? Not goal. She's an agent. She's an okay. agent. Her, her primary goal is to hustle. Her <laughs> primary goal is to get out there and, and generate business, whether it's on the listing side, the buyer side, whatever it is. Is she the one that rocks open houses? Kills it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Kills well, it. cheers. That's awesome. Thank so you. cheers to her. Yes, ma'am. And if you have any successes that you would like to send in, we would love to toast to you. So you can shoot us an email or message us on social media. Yep, absolutely. And All right, I want to say thank you to Matt. Okay. He was brave, and he was our guinea pig first guest, and, and it was awesome. Yes, thank you. We're cool. not sure if it'll sound too echoey, but I think it's going to be great. Hey, we're just going to go with it. Love it. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Bye, Awesome. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode topic or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Don't forget to send in your wins. See you next week. This is